Here's what's coming up on this week's show. In one month, I've grown by 500 people on Instagram. I have doubled my Spotify. <laughs> the beat. Welcome to the Big Little Business Show, the podcast that helps small business think big. Hey, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Big Little Business Show. It's Paul Mumford over here, the lovely Claire Horsley over there. Before we go any further, if you're listening to us for the first time, hi. Don't forget to hit subscribe or follow so you get future episodes into your phone device. And please leave us your feedback as well. We'd love to know what you think about this episode, future episodes. Obviously, listen to the episode first. Uh, This episode, future episodes, what you'd like us to talk about in the future. Uh, But today, I'm very excited, Claire, because today we're going to be doing something very different for the very first time, aren't we? We are, yeah. We're going to be actually having more than one person on the podcast to interview. Actually, we're going to be having a few. Yeah, now this is an episode we wanted to do for quite some time, but we wanted to find out a little bit more about the subject matter before we uh, dive in and do something about it. So uh, the subject is Clubhouse, uh, which if you haven't heard already, is kind of the new social media app or communication or uh, how how would you call it? Would you call it a social media app? I'm not sure, actually. Um, I would say audio media yeah I, I kind of guess it is social media in some respects but not perhaps in the way that you might think it's not like your Facebooks or your Instagrams or your LinkedIn it's very very different uh, but you might have heard people talking about it uh, maybe inviting you to it um, or you might have had an invite you might have tried it out yourself we thought for people who weren't familiar with Clubhouse would explain how it works what it is how it's benefited some people and we thought we'd do that by making it sound making the podcast sound like a clubhouse room there are rooms on clubhouse where lots of people talk about lots of different subjects we have our own room on clubhouse which we'll come on to later on uh, but to give you a sense of how clubhouse works let's create a little clubhouse within the podcast yeah and uh, that I feel will really give an indication to people as to what it could feel like to be in a clubhouse if they haven't already done so already. So joining us today on our little panel, we've got Adam Daniel, who will also have some top reads for us later in the show, web designer and marketer Carla Beard, event planner Helen Mitchell, musician Scotty Kipfer, photographer Grant King and NLP coach Shona O'Malley, all sharing their own experiences with Clubhouse. This is the Big Little Business Show. So I think our first question and the first thing we want to ask is for those people who aren't necessarily on Clubhouse or maybe have no idea what Clubhouse is, uh, let's sort of explain exactly what it is and how it works. Adam, do you want to take that and explain how Clubhouse works? I certainly can, Paul. Yes. So Clubhouse is an audio-only, let's call it community. What's made Clubhouse quite unique and highly in demand is in essence it's exclusivity because to actually become a inverted commas a member of clubhouse you actually have to be invited into clubhouse which actually sounds much posher than it really is in, in this day and age now we're what, three or four months into clubhouse we can now i mean most people who are on there have multiple invites to share so i mean i think i've got eight in my inbox at the moment so it's one of those sort of platforms the more you use it the more invites you get given also, one thing I should have mentioned is that it's also currently only 
iPhone only, interestingly. So again, making it exclusive, making it kind of that, creating that fear of missing out kind of mentality. I guess it's worth pointing out, Adam, that at the moment we're in March 2021. So if you're listening to this podcast months, maybe a year later, things will have probably changed. So yeah, you're right. At the moment, it's invite only and iPhone only. But I think by the end of March this month, it's going to be open up to Android users too. Am I right? Yeah, I, I agree. Well, I've, I've heard sometime in March it becomes open to the Android and they're opening to general public, i.e. no invite needed. Again, I've heard March. Who knows when that will happen? So once you're on board and you've got that secret invite and you've got an iPhone in the early days, then yes, you basically go in there and you work out what areas you want to be interested, what your interests are. So whether it's health, fitness, technology, business, there's, there's ultimately areas and topics of pretty much any interest. So it's not a platform just for one particular area or interest. It's for everyone, which is really cool. And then you, once you've kind of found your niche, so let's just use fitness because that's kind of my background. So maybe my areas of interest are fitness and weights and wellness, let's say, and maybe business in there. Then with all most social media platforms in my feed, pops up all these different rooms for those different topics and discussions. You then enter one of those rooms and there'll be what they call moderators. And there's generally anything between two and I've seen as high as 15 moderators who run the room. So they're, if you like, the experts, they're the people that set the room up. They're the people who will be holding most of the conversation. You won't be able to engage at that point. So you'll just be listening to what the moderators are saying or whoever's on stage is saying. And then there's a really cool functionality on there. So you can put your hand up. And one of the moderators can actually invite you on stage and you can ask a question or an opinion, whatever that might be. And then once you're on stage, you have opportunities to engage a little bit more. So sometimes the moderators will bring people who are on stage into the conversation. And so from there, you start to have this amazing conversation, which will go off all different tangents based upon what the moderator wants to get, moderators want to get from the room. And there's a real big difference as well between, uh, and I've found the more I've used Clubhouse, the more I've noticed that there are, is a divide between bigger rooms and smaller rooms. The bigger rooms, you might be listening to someone uh, on stage and maybe become more of an audience member. And then there are smaller rooms where there might be up to maybe 10 people in the room, maybe a little bit more. And then everyone's on chair, on stage together. And it's more of a free form conversation between lots of people. So what we thought we'd do with this episode in the real spirit of clubhouse is we trying to make it feel like a smaller room so we've invited a whole bunch of people uh to join us on the episode as like a panel if you like so it feels very much like a clubhouse room and uh, all the people that we've invited on the room are regular members uh of our little club on clubhouse and come and join us in our room and they've all got stories to tell about how they get on with clubhouse so i'd like to go back to the uh the rooms so what we actually mean by the rooms now when i first went on to clubhouse uh it struck me how the how diverse the rooms can be, not only with the topic and the people um, who are there, but also the size of the rooms as well. So you can join rooms uh, with numbers, you know, like we have been doing, or maybe several hundreds of people can be in one room at a time. So what I'd like to ask uh, Carla, if that's okay, uh, what's your thoughts on the size of rooms? Do you prefer the smaller uh, clubhouse rooms or the bigger rooms? What are your thoughts? 
Um, a bit of both, really. Um, there's a few smaller rooms that I've absolutely loved um, and will use regularly. Jump in just a quick chat before my next meeting or my next phone call. But I've absolutely loved some of the larger rooms too. So some of the larger rooms have been probably more for to sit in the audience. So um, I listen to Fear Pathetus. I listen to him pop his clubhouse cherry <laughs> um, and just give his advice on small businesses, um, telling us his story. I've, I've never really um, listened to his story. I've watched him on Dragon's Den. He, I think he's one of the nicer ones out of all of them. So he's quite influential. So that was quite interesting. Didn't really learn anything from it, but it was really good to kind of hear um, his thoughts. But also to see the vulnerability of some of the people that are in the audience were also people that I had seen on stage moderating some of the larger rooms and seeing them in the audience asking questions. So these are kind of winners of The Apprentice and then going on and asking questions to Theo. So seeing the kind of different um, style of rooms I've really enjoyed. Um, some of the larger rooms I've joined to listen to this is a bit nerdy now, you probably won't know who he is, but in, in my industry, Neil Patel is a massive, massive SEO guru. Um, and I probably learned more in his room just within 10 minutes than I probably would have of reading um, six months worth of work. So just having the opportunity to get up on stage and ask a question to an absolute expert, give his advice, rather than have to sift through six different blogs that all kind of contradict each other because it's such a complex industry so I've really really enjoyed it yeah that's brilliant I think that's a classic example of how what different um a different tool this can bring to our businesses and to maybe help us hear from people who we never otherwise would be in a position to listen to yeah so that's like when I'm washing up or when I'm doing household chores it's on in the background um and I keep getting drawn back to certain ones yours I'll uh, I'll, I'll wait for my 20 quid in the post but I've definitely joined yours a few times because I really enjoy it. I get the chance to talk. I don't have to talk if I don't want to. It's not, um, I'm not on the spot. Um, I hate face-to-face. I hate being on camera. Um, but jumping on this with you, if you'd asked me two months ago, I would have said no. But since being on Clubhouse, I've really become more confident. Um, I'm happy to jump on and talk to people, give my advice. But I, I think for a small business, I would say try not to get too obsessed with the same rooms because there's some out there that you might be missing. Whereas like your room, for example, all this, I've met so many people, all the rooms and all the faces in here now, I would never have the opportunity to meet. Definitely start with the small rooms would be my advice. Build up your confidence and then start to go into the bigger rooms when you're ready to kind of listen or if you're getting your daughter to bed, which is what I do. <laughs> yeah, it's great what you're saying as well, that you weren't confident before maybe with networking. So Clubhouse has really brought maybe a new lease of life and a new concept to you where you're feeling really comfortable, which is really interesting, especially if you're not comfortable being on video. A hundred percent. I, I nothing against networking events but I just I hate being centre of attention I hate being on stage in front of hundreds of people um I've recently we've recently hired a business development manager so he can take on that side of it and he's absolutely championing the networking side of it um but yeah with Clubhouse I've become probably a bit obsessive <laughs> too much but yeah I just feel really natural I could chat to people on the phone for hours and that that's kind of how it feels like a bit of a listening to the radio or just being on the phone chatting to a group of friends so yeah really enjoying it we want to talk to uh Scotty in a minute we'll bring him on in a little while because I know Scotty's got a really interesting story to tell of how uh Clubhouse has kind of 
taken over his world a little bit, really. But I just wanted to ask Helen what you felt about Clubhouse and whether you felt that um, it's something that you want to be recommending to other people. If you've spoken to other people who don't know about Clubhouse yet, what have you said to them, Helen? And how have you told them that uh, that you're enjoying it? Well, I, I actually enjoy anything to do with people. And that's whether you can see them or just like Clubhouse, just hear them. So when I've told my friends that I'm I'm on it, the first thing they said, well, how, how often are you on it? Is it going to take over your life? Because it is, it's a bit like, um, about a, like a drug clubhouse. And I found that when I first went on, it, went on it, I was on it maybe seven hours of the day, which is ridiculous because it, it does take over your world or it can do. And then I, I found myself weaning myself off. And since I've been working, I've not actually um, been on it as often, but I, I cherry pick what I go into. So when I'm talking to my friends, I tell them about the types of rooms I've been into. I tell them about the types of rooms they will be interested in because I think that's important. And um, I tell them as well that they don't need to be afraid. It's not, it's, you get to just be more comfortable in yourself. And that comes across when you're when you're online. Yeah, it's a really good point you've made there about how people can be a bit more natural. And I find that's different from different rooms. Some rooms you're allowed to relax and be yourself a little bit more. Uh, and other ones, it kind of feels like everyone's on their guard a little bit. I want to bring Scotty in because uh, I bumped into Scotty and I know Scotty comes and joins us in our room occasionally as well. Uh, Scotty's uh, a country and Western musician from uh, Toronto, I think, Scotty. Is that right? Just an hour west of Toronto. Yeah, Paul. Scotty's a really good example of someone who can get really addicted to Clubhouse very fast because Scotty tell us about what's happened with you because Clubhouse is kind of your life now isn't it I'm on Clubhouse a minimum of 70 hours a week now wow, wow. it's crazy like a minimum of 10 hours a day yeah tell us what happened with Soulshine your little room you have on Clubhouse and and how it works love Soulshine <laughs> and yeah it is great isn't it tell us how it's grown and tell us what you're doing with it now and whether it's another I'm going to ask you a whole bunch of questions here I want to know whether it's something that uh, had a benefit to you as far as a business's perspective is concerned, or I mean, maybe that wasn't your goal. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. So Soulshine was born the day I started on, on Clubhouse and it was an accident. I found myself in a room with five people. There was one moderator and he fell asleep. <laughs> so we started a new room and the four of us were hanging out and it just, man, the vibe was so good. I thought, you know what, this needs to be a thing where joyful people can come and just be joyful. And what it turned into over the course of the next, uh, we're about a month into it now, was beyond my wildest dreams. You know, I, I just wanted to create a, a place where I could go and, and get my cup filled up. And since then, it's become... It's just, it's become very popular with people in Australia. There are people in the UK. Uh, truth be told, we've had visitors from 60 countries worldwide now, which blows my mind. There's never a set topic and we go with the flow. And if someone comes in with something that's weighing on their heart, they can set it down and they can either leave it there and just say, I'm just going to set this down here for a minute and then pick it up and, and go or we can unpack it with them. And so we've had not a single night go by where someone hasn't come in, laid their burden down, and we've helped them to unpack it. And then they leave lighter 
and they leave with their cup overflowing. So if you come in, uh, I like to say with your cup half empty, our, our goal is to have you leave with your cup overflowing. And so it's become a, a global community of really wonderful people. And, and the mission statement has now evolved to this. We exist to spread love, to spread joy, and to spread kindness, not just in Clubhouse, but out into the real world. It's amazing, Scotty, that this, I mean, it's easy to forget that Clubhouse is really relatively new. And your experience with it, Scotty, all this has kind of blown up in a month. It's been absolutely mental, Paul. It's such a short space of time. Yeah, yeah. We got our club status about a week ago, and I have done absolutely nothing to promote it. We've already got 300 members of the club. Um, in terms of my own social media, you were asking if, if it's, if it's um, boosted my own business. And that's the interesting piece here is that I've always felt really weird as an independent country Western singer about going onto social media and, and constantly having to say, Hey, go listen to my music, go listen to my new single or go watch my new music video or whatever it is that I'm, I'm promoting. When you don't have a record label, it can feel really tedious um, and self-serving when you're just saying, look at me, look at me all the time. And so I didn't do a lot of that. And so now a month in, you know, where I would go and play shows, I'd play anywhere from two to eight shows in a weekend. I would pick up, you know, anywhere between two and 10 followers at a given show. It was, it was really a grind, you guys, to, to build my social media following and to build a, a, you know, a following on Spotify and those things. In one month, I've grown by 500 people on Instagram. I have doubled my Spotify. And one guy, for example, who comes into Soulshine, he lives in Fredericton, Canada. He sent me a message. He said, Scotty, I just wanted to let you know that I just spent a bunch of time and I invited 800 people to your Facebook artist page. I'm doing nothing guys i'm just simply going on and loving people meeting them where they're at and if i can help them in some way i do that i've never once said go follow me or go listen to my music it's just naturally happened and so that's the really interesting piece for me is that Instead of having to go on and sell myself and feel gross about saying, hey, you know, I've got a new music video, go check it out. I can just simply love people and they naturally seek me out. It's really interesting, Claire, thinking back to our episode last week, mm -hmm. talking about uh, how to create a first impression. And uh, the, the key thing we got out of that episode is that the best thing to do is just be yourself. And Scotty, you've just really illustrated um, how powerful just being you can be. Um, and yeah, if people like you and they warm to you, then they'll go and search you out on social media and find out more about yeah. you. Yeah. 
Exactly. It happens very naturally. Yeah. That is incredible, Scotty, that, that growth. Um, I can't believe that's just in four weeks. But yeah, as Paul was saying, that completely, you know, clarifies the fact that it's actually how do you make people feel as opposed to very often the information that you're sharing. And I think you're a fantastic example of that. You know, people are, you're helping people feel good. Therefore, they're open then to finding out more about you. And they've got that, they're invested in, in yourself, Scotty. And uh yeah, those numbers are incredible. So um, I would like to, yeah, the next question I'd like to ask is, um, you know, as business owners, we're careful about where we spend our time, where, you know, we, we, we invest our efforts. And of course, now we're adding Clubhouse into that equation um, and looking at, you know, where uh, the results and, uh, you know, the benefits that that is bringing to us as individuals um, and, or of course, our businesses as well. So if I could ask you, Grant, how have you found your connections in terms of, you know, promoting your business, you know, your lead, your leads, your new contacts? Um, how's that worked for you since you've been on Clubhouse? Uh, to be honest with you, I've not really been pushing my business as such as more like making connections and meeting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a bit, I'm a bit like Scott. I suffer from, except I suffer from big time imposter syndrome. I prefer to sell myself as a person rather than my product. Yeah. Uh, you know, Carla's, I've already thrown a bit of work her way uh, and she bigs me up occasionally on social media because we're in the same sort of business with the weddings. But yeah, I've found, found it more of a social thing because I moved to Essex uh, four months before lockdown started. Uh, had no business connections up here. One or two friends outside of my partner and her family. And I've just not had the opportunity to really make any connections up here. So this has been a really nice way of just meeting new people, getting to know people through people. So for me, it's, it's more of a social thing than a business thing. It's hard to sell photos on a, on a sound, on an audio uh, medium at the end of the day. So if people are intrigued, they'll go and have a look at my work. Hopefully they'll book me. If they're not, I've made some good friends. That's brilliant. This is yeah, a very strong message. It's that relationship building, isn't it? Yeah, that's a really, really important thing to think about is the fact that um, don't go onto Clubhouse thinking you're going to sell your wares. Go onto mm. Clubhouse to make connections. And if people connect with you, then uh, you know, then your business will improve as a result. Let's bring Shona on, uh, who has been sitting in the corner quietly, which is unusual for Shona. <laughs> now, if you join our room, uh, which we have every... Weekday morning between eleven and eleven thirty, uh, you'll you'll know Shona because she comes on and once once heard, never forgotten. Shona, I think you'll find. So I'm going to ask you what you think Clubhouse's future is. Do you think it's here to stay? Do you think it will grow? Do you think it'll encounter problems and a backlash in the way that perhaps TikTok has? Uh, where do you think its future lies? First of all, I'm shocked that you're actually asking me a serious question. <laughs> oh, there'll be some less serious ones later. Don't worry. I, I, I hope so. And. Um, I think the future of Clubhouse, I worry that when it opens up more, that it's going to lose the closeness that it has created. I agree. Um, I worry that it is going to become all about the algorithm, the same as Facebook and Instagram and all of those kind of things. And we will end up losing what is so amazing about Clubhouse. Whether it's here to stay or not, who knows? Things change so quickly in the social media and technology world anyway. You know, it's it's unlikely that it's here to stay in the format that it's in now. 
Um, but hopefully it'll stick around for a while because I enjoy it. I agree, Sean. I think that once it opens up more, it's going to become the target for the influencer. And as we've all experienced with Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and other mediums, once the influencers get involved, it kind of ruins its fun and sense of community. It's all about the figures. Good point, Grant. I like that. Does anyone else want to pick up on this subject, um, what you think Clubhouse's future is? Um, Adam? I've got a couple of things. My first thoughts on this is how it's going to change once in the UK, at least, we come out of lockdown. Because what I'm noticing is there's there's people who are having rooms like every day of the week who are, and I come from the world of health and fitness. So there's a lot of people in there who are, who when we come out of lockdown, their businesses will be running when they're on Clubhouse. So my first question is really, will there be as many rooms? Because at the moment there is just rooms, multiple rooms at every minute of the day. Second thing is, how are Clubhouse going to make money out of this? There's going to be have to be some kind of monetary value put to this at some point. I mean, the business itself, I've, I've read, has been valued at a billion dollars already. How you can man, uh, how you can uh, pull that figure out without having made any money is interesting. So, I think that they will at some point start charging a membership fee to people who have clubs. So I think definitely we'll see some changes around how Clubhouse will make money out of this because at the moment, I don't think they do. I'm not sure the influencer will be able to make it on Clubhouse. I don't, that's why I like Clubhouse. So I'm not sure that will necessarily be the case because the thing on Clubhouse being obviously the spoken word is you can't BS. You can't hide behind a photo that's been photoshopped or anything like that. You can't just cut and paste from an article and throw it onto your Instagram feed. You need to know what you're talking about. And so that's what I'm currently liking about Clubhouse is that you go into a room and the people that are talking from the rooms I've been into anyway, they know their stuff. They know what they're talking about. You don't necessarily have to agree with it, yet they do know what they're talking about. So I think a typical social media influencer not saying all influencers don't know what they're talking about yet i think the typical social media influencer that we might allude to wouldn't necessarily find it as easy to build a following on clubhouse so those are just my thoughts yeah yeah that makes sense actually who knows there's there's lots of things to talk about we could talk about this all day couldn't we what's the future of of clubhouse but um you know it's very evident that a lot of people are getting a huge amount of value from it and um i think it just reinforces the whole the importance of leading uh by example um, and promoting yourself as a brand behind what you do to make those first uh initial connections in a positive way so thinking about how we're going to be moving our businesses forward I'd love to hear um, I think I'm going to ask Helen this question I'd love to hear about what your plans are to move your business forward utilizing Clubhouse as a platform have you got any thoughts on that yet Helen? My first thoughts about this little bit like Scotty it's not about business it's not about making business it's actually about the people and the community because if I think about the rooms that I've been in they've not been event-led They've not been, you know, with authors. Yes, I've gone into rooms that have talked about your favourite books and so forth, but it's not been about business necessarily. This group talks broadly about business and other aspects of your life. And they're the rooms that really interest me. So it's, it's, I think for me, Clubhouse is 
more than just business. It's more of a community and building up connections in different walks of lives and taking that on board. Yeah. Maybe next year I will be looking more about business aspects of it. And that will only be about becoming more global than I am now and using Clubhouse in that way. Yeah, it's interesting how uh, this has come up a few times where we're actually almost removing ourselves from the outcome and just actually concentrating on the activity and and learning and embracing it. Yeah, I was just saying, it's just about being present. It's not actually thinking about what's next. It's let's just enjoy what we're, we're doing now and how we're doing it. And as that comes along and as, you know, as the months spin out and as we get more people coming on board, then we then we can address how it's affecting us absolutely so um i would love to hear your best experiences your best bits of clubhouse that's a good idea yeah the best thing that happened to you on clubhouse so far maybe we'll just go around the room rather quickly and 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 pick up a story a little quick story from everyone yeah uh, before we move on uh let's start up in the corner with shona your favorite thing about clubhouse so far nobody puts shona in the corner pod <laughs> um, my best experience of Clubhouse, besides meeting you guys, um, it's it's just <clears throat> excuse me, it's broadened my circle. You know, um, going back to the whole Facebook and Instagram algorithm, you tend to see the same people, the same voices, all of the time. And now with Clubhouse, it's a whole new world. I have made contacts. Australia, India, England, Northern Ireland, that we just wouldn't have come across each other's paths. So I love that part of it. But the other thing is there are some amazing rooms and I've been part of a room that runs in the mornings and it's called Speaking Truth. And basically um, I went in there and I spoke my truth and I was given a little bit what like what Scotty says, happens in his room I was given the space and the time to kind of understand something and had a huge personal aha moment or revelation and I think that's the kind of thing that you can also get beyond business beyond the contacts if you're in the rooms where those kind of things can come up brilliant thank you Shona sorry for popping you in the corner there that wasn't intentional (laughs) Okay, uh, Carla, uh, please, I'd love to hear from you. I think just touching on what I mentioned earlier, just how much my confidence has grown since we've been using the platform. Um, I really feel like I can speak out to people um, and jump in in conversations that I'd never actually have the balls to do before Clubhouse was around. Um, but also the option that you can just like, it's almost like you're walking down a hallway and you get the opportunity to jump in one room and listen to Jay-Z on stage having an interview and the next you can jump in and have a chat with your friends. So just, I've been quite similar to Grant, just going on with a chance to meet people, not necessarily going on to sell my services, going on to give the option to my clients to have a platform to speak in my club, in my room, um, but also from a personal benefit so I can listen to DJ sets I would never have the opportunity to listen to someone in Canada playing a set that I'd never really hear um, or even put on the radio show so just the I suppose um, that there's no one set agenda for Clubhouse it's not just a networking it's not just a hobby so yeah that that's my biggest part I've had lots of different experiences that I've really enjoyed. Yeah I think that Carla's story is really powerful how she was not very confident about speaking in a room full of people before and now she suddenly 
found her wings. That's really good, Carla. She's going to quickly mention, um, before we move on to other things, that Adam's going to be joining us back here later on with the review of his favourite books of the month. Uh, he was with us um, last month doing this for the first time, but you'll hear him reviewing his favourite books later on in the show. Uh, so let's move on. I, this, I think this is going to be a little bit messy, to be fair. I just warn everyone listening to the podcast right now that this could go any number of different ways. As you know, for those of you who have heard the podcast or are in the room with us right now, and obviously for people listening, uh, we always finish off with the same set of questions, which are completely unrelated to whatever we're talking about there, inspired by a US TV show called Inside the Actors Studio. And we always ask the same questions every single time. So... Um, I think um, let's do this. Maybe let's do this quick fire, Claire. What do you think? <laughs> yep, I'm laughing already. No one's, no one's spoken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm really a little bit nervous, if I'm quite honest with you. Okay, uh, favourite biscuit. What is your favourite biscuit? And I would love to go with... I'm going to just go left to right, actually. I'm going to go with Grant first, please. Uh, it's called a Hits biscuit. It's basically two rich tea biscuits with a Nutella in the middle. I used to eat them when I was living in Spain and they are my absolute all-time favourite. That sounds amazing. I've never tried one of those. They sound great. No, I'm going to make some. <laughs> that sounds lush. Um, Carla, please. Maryland chocolate chip. Can't go wrong. Although Grant's recommendation there, I might change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually quite fancying that. Quite hungry. Uh, brilliant. Thank you, Carla. Uh, Scotty, please. I am allergic to eggs, dairy and wheat. And I've just recently found a gluten-free Oreo that I'm totally in love with. I didn't even realise they did such, you know, such a thing with the Oreo biscuits, but that's brilliant if you could find something that you can actually eat. Got to diversify these days. You've got to have gluten-free everything. That's right. Uh, uh, Shona, please. Again, offended at the question <laughs> and the fact that you have still got this on topic. Just, I'm writing to the chief of podcasts. I'm, 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 I'm disturbed. <laughs> Is there some sort of campaign for, like, Equal rights for biscuits, perhaps? I'm starting one. <laughs> yeah, I think, think you should be president of that one. Thank you very much. I mean, what an interesting little experiment this has been for us, Claire, having a whole group of people on one episode rather than just interviewing one person. And, um, well, we hope you got some value from it and we hope you learned a little bit about Clubhouse as a result of it. And uh, hopefully, if you're on the iPhone, maybe you should uh, go check it out if you haven't already. And um, I don't think it'll be too long before it'll be open up to everyone, Claire. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, we haven't got an exact date yet, but I think, you know, what we've, uh, well, I've learned a huge amount, a huge amount from you guys. So I just wanted to yeah, extend the thanks to say thank you so much. It's been our first, our first group uh, podcast and uh, I couldn't have thought of some better people to be on here. So thank you so much. But yeah, they're going to be, I read the end of March, releasing it onto Android as well, because there's a few ruffled feathers with some people I've been speaking to who are not feeling part of the club. So I think they're going to be sorting that out pretty sharpish. By the time you hear this episode, it'll be pretty much hopefully just about to happen. So yeah, watch the space, have a look on Clubhouse, uh, go to the website and find out a little bit more. And uh, if you come on board and come and see us, come and, come and join our little room we have on every weekday morning between 11 and 11.30 called The Big Little Coffee Club. All the people who have been in this room today and joined us and had a chat on the episode, uh, you can find out details about getting in touch with them via our website, which is biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk. And we'll share the link with you before we finish off the show today. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Thanks, guys. This is The Big Little Business Show, the podcast with bigger tips for small business we did it more than one person and it was so wonderful to hear different perspectives from 
different people um, and their experience that they've had to date. It was so informative. As you say, it's nice to hear different things from different angles, different perspectives are on the same subject. Uh, and we hope you got a sense of how Clubhouse works from that and uh, the personalities you can meet on Clubhouse and uh, really inspirational stuff from Scotty as well, how his life has completely changed through Soulshine and what I loved about what he was saying and a few other people have said exactly the same thing is it's not um, a salesy sort of pitchy platform like Facebook and like Instagram can be too. It's very much about personality, community, about getting to know people. Yeah, and one of the things that really stands out actually for me is the fact that you you can't see a video of these people you can only see the photo and it's all audio but you can get so much from just listening listening to people you can really hear their personalities and and get to know people and um i think that in itself is probably the charm of clubhouse and i think actually that's probably why a lot of people who maybe are not confident with networking and people seeing their faces and and videos are actually really finding their feet on there because it's giving them a different angle of networking so they can ultimately feel more comfortable like Carla was mentioning yeah absolutely I think what she's got out of Clubhouse so far is really really powerful and for someone who's worked in the radio industry for like 25 years or so I understand that when you can't see someone and you can only hear them that you start to talk differently you become more descriptive with your words because you haven't got all those other cues to be able to illustrate what you're saying sometimes your language changes and I think that's something that I get a real sense of through Clubhouse is because you can't see the people you're talking with they tend to be more animated and more descriptive in what they say so I think in some respects it could teach people how to become better communicators yeah uh, because you're, you're much more um in tune with the audio and the listening and not relying on the other methods of communication that maybe we've become more comfortable with. So, yeah, I think it adds another string to your bow, if you like, as a business owner and uh, the power of listening. A powerful platform. And if you come on Clubhouse, come and say hi to us in the big little coffee club and let us know what you think about Clubhouse. We'd love to hear your feedback uh, on this particular episode. So normally we wrap up by giving a shout out to someone who's connected with us on social media, but as it's the end of the month, uh, we invite Adam Daniel back. Adam came on our show a few months ago and spoke about all the business and self-development books that he'd been reading in 2020. Uh, and now he's a regular guest on the show and pops up at the end of every month and tells us what books he's reading and what books he's recommending this month, which can uh, help your business to grow. Now in February I read three books, maybe a few few less than normal. The first book was Anti-Fragile and that is written by Nassim Nicholas Tlaib. The second book comes from the Emotional Intelligence series from Harvard Business Review and that is called Influence and Persuasion. And the last book is written by Ross Edgley and is The Art of Resilience. Let's talk about emotional intelligence, influence and persuasion first. This is a brilliant little book just to help you understand how maybe those conversations that you have on a daily basis, you can use to influence people in a more effective fashion, if you like. So it generally talks about the science of influence, so the four components. It talks about harnessing the science of persuasion. So again, not only do you influence it, you can persuade because you want people to sort of buy into whatever it is you might be saying or selling as it were. And then it gives some really easy to input tips into what you do on a daily basis in those conversations as well. So would highly recommend this if you want to improve your ability to influence and persuade people. 
Anti-Fragile. This is again another very interesting book and wouldn't necessarily always agree with what was written if I was honest. However, the general gist of the book was that things are anti-fragile. Now, what I mean by that, they benefit from random, randomness or variability. And that such things are distinct from fragile, which are harmed by variability and randomness. And the other thing we have is what we call robust, which are left are largely unchanged by anything really. That just They just go by, keep doing what they do. And so we have three things. We have fragile, robust, and anti-fragile. And his hypothesis, if you like, is that to thrive in the current world, we need to adopt an anti-fragile approach to things. And the final book was The Art of Resilience by Ross Edgley. Now, if you don't know who Ross Edgley is, he is the man who took 157 days to swim around the United Kingdom. Pretty impressive. Even more impressive is that he took the zero days off sick. General gist, he swam for six hours, rested for six, and he did that for 157 days. Now, you might be thinking, how does this apply to business? Well, he calls his chapters lessons, and there are so many lessons that you can learn in this book. The more of the story, if you like, is that anything is actually possible. And I'm sure in your businesses, you've been told you can't do this and that won't succeed and you won't achieve this. However, you've had that stoic belief that you can achieve. So there are many, many lessons from this book. It's a really enjoyable book to read as well. That's my insights. Hope that helps in some way and I'll see you all next month. If you'd like to know more about uh, the books that Adam has talked about, you can find Adam's page on our website, biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk. So that pretty much wraps it up for this week. Don't forget to hit that subscribe or follow button so you get all the future episodes and go and check out some of our back episodes too, of which there are many. And don't forget to let us know what you think about the podcast too. Leave us your thoughts, your recommendations, your reviews, uh, and share with us your thoughts on Clubhouse too. And we're all done. Till next week, say goodbye, Claire. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Big Little Business Show with Paul Mumford and Claire Horsley. You can subscribe to get the latest episodes via iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn and everywhere you find your favourite podcasts. Come and find us at biglittlebusinessshow.co.uk and we're on Facebook too. Just search for Big Little Business Show. Big Little Business Show.